good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Tuesday night edition of Into the Night with Sean Kelly. How is everybody doing today? Hey, Cindy Mitch, good to see you, hon. Um, I'm doing okay. Um, life has been good. You know, a little bit of the weather's like kind of freaky, but we're going to discuss a little bit about that later on. Um, so I want to thank Carnation for sponsoring the show tonight. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to get right to the gist of things right there. Um, my guest tonight, and he's been on for the last three months, my dear friend, Michael Anthony. And um, he has a lot of stuff to tell us tonight. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it because by listening to Mike, all right, I, I get caught up in everything that's happening so and and, and and he and and his views they bring a lot of a lot of interesting things and, and uh, without further ado michael anthony how you doing brother good to see you i am great i'm trying to figure out how to make a loop link to get this promoted on some of our other sites that you and i share um however tonight it's not allowing me to do some magic but hey it's <laughs> fun that it's fun to see you i, I enjoyed our pre-talk and the smell of vision the coffee the donuts that how were they how were they how well, were they? they're somewhere in magic land like everything we <laughs> learn about in the unknown it's all about magic yes. hey, so are, we, are we gonna have an open chat room tonight brother yeah we're gonna have an open chat beth how you doing beth, beth there she is beth Hi. beth is here hey beth you know what work some magic um if you can't i wonder to get in trouble they they put her in jail the minute she hits share it's it's a shame but yeah they don't we, we're so suppressed and uh you know i'll bring up stuff about that but you know i also don't want to like overstep my boundaries in communication with you i i have a i tend to do that but you know it's an exciting moment uh, of disclosure and uh we're at these pinnacles of uh where so many people are jumping aboard into the phenomena of so many different uh, subject matters, like you and the paranormal, but you're into everything. You just only, you kind of specialize in one, but you're all over the board like the rest yeah, of Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, you know, uh, knowledge is everything, right? Yes, it is. And I learned that from you. I did. I learned that from you. Hey, Ollie. Hey, Anthony. Our buddy, Tony Sabellis is in. Hey, and Tony, how are you? He, he just moved too, right? Tony moved. I did think he move he this time? Did he move? He moved to a different state, city? I don't I I don't know. Tony, if you want to answer that, you're more than welcome to. Well, but. I just want to say I wish you luck in, you know, um yeah. whatever, you know, I hope whatever it is that I think I know is is right. I, it's just a vibe that I get, but I think you shared some stuff on that. Um if I'm wrong, my apologies, but I, I think he I think he moved. I, I don't know. And for a minute I thought he was going off the air. Oh, okay. He went yes, he moved. San Antonio, Texas. Oh, I got some peeps down there, brother. I really do. I got some, they like what you do. I, I'm telling you, they really do. <laughs> uh, I'll try to do some magic there too. Um, so hey, look if, if I asked everybody this right now, just to like kick it off, if NASA told you it's safe to land on the sun after dark, would you believe them? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, hey, you know, AOC even brought up that question once. How safe would it be? But no, the, the truth of the matter is. Can you believe anything NASA promotes? And there's a couple reasons why I bring this up. Like the, the moment in time when the head of NASA 
was asked the question about going to the moon. And he said that most of that technology has been lost and forgotten about. And we just don't look at it anymore. But yet subject matter keeps coming up like a 1970s project, placing communication towers on the moon to come out through a whistleblower through the Pentagon talking about them talking to other worlds. Um, and what we're going to get into later on um, Project Serpo, uh, Planet Serpo, it, it might correlate to, to what some of this is and why they were doing it. Because I think they may have been in touch with ET beyond what we want to believe, but true. So, you know, here they throw these things at us, but yet we are getting other disclosures from other people. I mean, how delicious is, is that when you look at it in that sense? If it could be the, the, the cheesecake, the creme de la creme of everything, that's where this would be. That we mm -hmm. are, you know, so how are they getting there? I mean, is it through human and we're actually getting through the Van Allen belt? Maybe we are, maybe we're not. Um, but we do know that te technolo technology can take us there. And they can also do certain types of moon landings if it's planned right, um, that they can drop certain things and make certain things happen and put placement of certain little ATV machines to float around and, and correlate them and, you you know, remote, remote control these things. Just, just like the Jetsons, dude, you know? Oh, I know. I yeah. talked about that with friends 20 years ago saying we will see the day where that cartoon comes true. And have we not? Yes, we have. They, they, right now, they have a prototype out there of a flying car. Did you know oh, that? Many. Yeah. And, and, and airplanes, motorcycles. I mean, anything that you can dream of that we are using on ground is now having air capabilities, without a doubt. Yes. Now, do you think that the government is trying, or all the governments in the world, want to get to that George Jetson type of place? All oh, governments, yeah. not just us. Yeah, I truly believe that that's the, where we're headed, without a doubt, but for many other reasons as well. Uh, putting them and tying them all together um, kind of breaks some of the theory apart when I talk about some of my theory. Um, you know, if we are within these 15-minute city boundaries, um, how much use would we really get out of them? And what would the full potential purpose be having one? Um, knowing that you can buy a microplane that'll take you 500 miles on, you know, a full charge and so forth. Um, so if we look at the whole picture of how we are moving forth um, outside of us looking at certain disclosures and looking to a political narrative of where, where we are headed, I mean, it's a global disaster of technology because um, unless there's that big what if, you know, that's been around right. since the 50s that people talk about. What if this is all about something else? And I still seem to think in theory, and I got something else to talk about on that a little bit later, um, If unless I just start doing it now as I do. You know me. I just start going. I <laughs> you go. just go, man. That's I do. I do. I have a problem with that. But look, I mean, getting back to the 1970s, this project placing these towers up there, I mean, why? Um, why is it? Which is another uh, place of thought, um, because we hear about all these different narratives of these predictions of and, and it's on it's almost on every platform. 
of this solar event. And, you know, it's like the hint before the drop, the hint before the drop, the hint before the drop. It just keeps coming. They keep talking about it as if they know something's about to fall out of the sky and happen. Or, or perhaps they are planning something to make it look just like it. And I think personally, honestly, I really believe that they're, they're planning this. There is something huge going on and for the life of me by the time that happens dude we'll probably be dead and gone unless they find a pill that can keep us alive forever <laughs> and i believe that they have something out there like that right now you know where you can take something what that's a question i want to ask you mike and i want to ask my people in the, in the room if you had the opportunity to take a pill to live forever would you and that's to Michael, and that's to my people in the chat room. Would you want to live forever? Wow. Um, I, I, I'll give you my answer. Uh, there's okay. a yes and no to that. Uh, I think in life, we're never ready to leave when the time comes. And I would say a big percentage of people would agree to that. Maybe not all would because some are waiting to go to this other special place. Um, if it's really there and that's what we do. Uh, you know, we speculate on it and we have faith. Faith is that huge word to where when you look at everything that science can't even bring forward, the last thing you have left is to keep faith. And that's your answer. Um and mm -hmm. I don't really narrate my life around something like that. But, you know, I think there is a point if we were able to say you and I dropped that pill. Maybe when you get to the seven, eight hundred year old period of time, uh, <laughs> you just get tired of it. Yeah. But I, guess, I guess you can take the out clause. Suicide. Right. I, yes, absolutely. Now, for me, uh, Beth says no. Um, I know I would not want to take it. And, and that's the honest of God's truth. I, I don't. You know, I I just want to see what the other side is. Being in the paranormal field for so long, I want to see what it's like out there, you know? Yeah. Or do the ghosts stay in one spot? Do they travel? Can they go wherever they want? You know, just get the gist of things out there. I, I think in a way that all sides of the dimensions know with what all sides of the other dimensions are doing. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I mean, I kind of really feel and believe that, uh, you know, as far as when we look at the other narrative beyond this reality of 3D, when you get into the other re realities of 4D and so forth, um, if you want to look look at it in, within that perspective. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, the, the, <laughs> the only thing you could hope for at the end of your time when you really think you saw and did everything you could on this planet, that you could find the highest cliff and take your last breath and that's the only way out of the pill, right? Because if you can that's, take the pill, yeah. you're going to live forever. So yeah, right. let's, <laughs> the only problem with that is with my luck, I'd probably hit rock bottom, have to live all the uh, decrepit in right. some kind of, you know, and then they would bring me back in technology. I would be robotic. I would be exactly what the plan of humanity is. Participating I'm afraid, I'm afraid they're, I'm afraid they're going to do that to a lot of people, brother. I re really believe that. I yeah. believe they're going to do that. No doubt. I, I don't trust them. 
I don't well, Elon, Elon Musk has already come out with a device that, that can attach to the back of the base of your brain that can actually help people with certain illnesses and deficiencies in ways. Um, I don't know the extremity of all the sophisticated information, but I'm still reading on it. And I know that this device is already operable. Um, so, you know, people do want to be candidates for certain things. And um, we've seen that happen, especially over the past three years. People just volunteered uh, for many things. Uh, but, you know, uh, people like him that are looking for technology to work for humanity, mm -hmm. you know, to help a child see again, to help a, 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 someone who's deaf um, be able to hear for the first time. These are the things that I, I say technology could be wonderful in. Um, but again, technology, it's all about who controls it and whose hands it's in. And, and then, of course, you, you've got to have the greater good, where the greater good comes in, that it's doing something purposeful on their side as well as what can be done on this side. Because if this device could, could heal everybody in every way, um, what, what would we need health care for? And right. wouldn't that collapse a big part of the conglomerate corruption uh, that we, you know, are, are faced with? Especially the pharmaceutical companies. They, they'd be every bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, look what happened to. Uh, oh, I can't think of his name. I can see his my third eye shows me his picture. But uh, he uh, come up with a cure for diabetes. Got um, uh, he ran for office too, political office this past election. 20, uh, I think the 2022 election. Um Dr. Oz, so he got attacked on stage for promoting yes. this product by, you know, so, I mean, why is it so bad that we are looking for betterments for longevity of life and so forth? You know, I mean, it's it's appalling that we have to deal with things like this, but I mean, they attacked his car, they, they attacked him. Um, and, but again, now I see seen a twisted narrative that he partnered up with somebody who I don't exactly care for because of what I learned about them on the other side of, you know, the spectrum of what they stand for uh, as a true person. So uh, maybe this is all about his investment and return. And the only thing and the only way for him to be able to keep it going was to partner up with the other side in some way. I don't know. But if it's for good, I'm all for any kind of new medical right. technologies that we can come up with. Absolutely. Hey, there's my buddy Kaysen. He he's from Sri Lanka. Kaysen. Sri Lanka. Yeah. Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, do you know Agatha? Really good friend of mine. She's been on my shows. A beautiful woman, intelligent. Um, travels the world. So anyway, I know all her friends down there are very good people. Um, and uh, so, all right, let's let's try to keep going here just for a minute, yeah. because we, we only get, what, 50 minutes and we want to talk about a lot of stuff. So there's a guy. You now, check this out, because it's all kind of partakes into what I said. Let's start by talking about all these things that don't get enough attention. So there's been a discovery in the Great Pyramid by Colin Klutz, K-L-U-Z-T, I believe it is. Um, he's an archaeologist and he was in, in, in the chamber of a hall. And he noticed the sunlight going down to this one block. Um, now, I mean, again, I try to double down on factuality and stuff, and I do see this looking like something truly did happen. So I hope what I delivered everybody, and do your own research always, um, but it's just pretty amazing um, on what he found. So he, he goes over, he starts playing with the block, and he touches it, and it, it was actually like loose in the wall mm -hmm. in the Great Pyramid. 
and he pushed on it and he started to hear like a crumble. And he didn't know what it was. He stepped back and he suddenly he in movement of the wall through a crack, he could see a chamber or something by putting a light into it. So they made their way into it, according to the information provided up to this. So follow me here. He gets in it, gets permission, whatever they call the, 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 the whoever the big guy is now down there. I, I forget. I'm just glad the old one's gone. The, the curator, whatever they call him. Um, so they go into this chamber. The, one of the most craziest elements of what they find and described was walls of the past, present and future that described events that correlated with everything we're seeing right now, up till now, and even had information for into the future. And it's like the hall of records, okay. you know, I mean, actually being found within the great pyramid. Um, again, you know, I looked up, I come across this and I thought to myself, wow, this is like, you know, bombshell uh, information. So I wanted to share it. So here I am bringing that out to you guys. So um, look up Colin, check out, follow him, see what's going on in his life and what he's bringing to the uh, surface on all this information. This is like the Akashic Records, if you yes. know what they are. Yes, I do. I mean, so it, this, this is all over the walls. It's like the Hall of Records now being found uh, on a whole different level. Okay, so so now we this guy saw this. Was it writing or was it hieroglyphics? Well, there were some samples of pictures, but, you know, as they narrate and other people get it and they create TikTok, they could over-elaborate some things. But from mm -hmm. what I understand, it had to do with ancient writings uh, and descriptions. So knowing the language would describe uh, the best way the events that were um, in place on the wall. And um, what I could not find out is if they were like actual engravings to the wall or petroglyphs, you know, but mm -hmm. I do know that the information was there on there and out there, which takes us into a whole nother uh, topic of subject matter too, that I want to talk about the Dovinos, um, a, a culture of people um, that I'm going to talk about in a minute. So when we talk about cryptids and the possibilities of so many things, we can go back now 400,000 years. And we know that there were other types of humans on this planet Really? There really were. So I'll give some information on that. So anyway, I do even want to bring up the fact that there were signs of what was found that also predict a solar event prediction on the wall. Now, I brought that up earlier, and I think it, it's it's good to bring it up earlier. Maybe we were talking about it in the green room. I don't know. Yeah. But when you look at all these things and why they're placing tires on the moon since 1970, but not sharing us, why the NASA is giving us false information, the same as when the scientists came to America through a little agreement uh, over war, um, they where they said, well, we got a few scientists. A few was like 2,000. Wow. So, I mean, you know, if you want to call that a few, because they only had Van Braun and a few people, you know, actually in the limelight, that's fine. So that's where we're at. But um, anyway, um, we know now in ways because of what uh, Colin has brought forth, that there is something more and everybody should kind of like keep themselves focused. And what I like to talk about also is the time clock events. Now, nobody says it like that, but me. And just let's get that factually straight because someone will now. Um, but the proof is of time clock events. 
and I think we are proceeding through them. And everything that I tried to lay out tonight to be able to talk to you and give you some uh, information on kind of correlate to that. Um, but I think we are now witnessing, you know, what is now been mapped out in the skies and placed through megalith uh, megalithic structures and symbols and the Earth's landscapes. Uh, this, when you have things like this, if it's possible, when these things are true and they are factually and this thing exists, as we're being told that it does, then look at everything else that has been marked and laid out on the planet of Earth. I mean, we have crop circles. Yes, I get that. But we also have things in stone. We have things and places on this earth that you can only see from the sky and can only imagine how they were created from down below by man. Right. So it takes you into a place of who could have done this? Who knows about this? But it also puts you into that place of mind frame where you must say and question everything upon who did all this really. Who were the teachers? And if they weren't the teachers, then they were the ones that came from the skies and placed it here to leave their mark, to show us that they were actually here. And it wasn't as we thought. But then the indigenous picked up on it because they find it to be factual somehow. If it's so grand and magnificent, we must need to keep this characteristic of the information going. Right. Um, and that's what I think what, what we see when we get into these types of things. Um, and you can't take solar flares out of the equation. If someone had that capability to map the sky, place the astrology, figure out the mathematics, they would know if a solar flare would happen and when. So maybe that is why so much secret is going on and such a battle in politics is existing right now to keep us distracted from the bigger events. Have you ever come... Have you ever thought in all your all the research that you do, have you ever come up with an idea on what that could be? Well, one of them would be actually a solar event. Okay. Yeah, it would be without a dot. And I'll give you some other I'll give you some other perspective why I say that. I was actually watching a show the other night with your a constituent that we worked with in the past on Chasing Prophecy. Jenny had a guest on. Mm -hmm. Where there was a lot of theory and stuff. Great show. But there was a lot of theory being brought up. And I was, you know, throwing in a couple sentences. And she was kind enough to ask her guests and whatnot. And it comes up to the 411 theory. And I love David. I love where I love his background, I, where, what he's put out there, um, how he's changed some of his beliefs and structures. But I'm, I'm not on board exactly with everything of it when we know that. We prepare for everything as humans and humanity would do if we felt that something more hugely was a threat for humanity. I mean, mm -hmm. we would like to think that our government would at least put that in place above themselves. Maybe right. not. Maybe not, as we can see. But again, could it all be a distraction? So when you get into these 411 missings and the hundreds of thousands, um, where are they? Are they on? Uh, uh, or have they been abducted out? I mean, um, we, we speculate to what that and what, what has occurred there. But I also come up with an elaborate scheme of system in my mind on this. When I know factually the work that's been done underground, the highways, the transport systems, the, the cities, the mil deep military industrial complexes and, and hidden agendas, 
military installations. I'm trying to watch my wording here so I yes. don't get booted off the ball. <laughs> uh, because you do have one of the biggest hit shows out there right now, and that's a good thing. So um, when you put this together like that, you have to wonder, because this is how this would need to work. If an event was going to happen, an ELE event was going to happen, an extinction-level event, ELE was, was to happen, then would we, be, we would be faced with a preparation to get something in order, wouldn't we? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And we know when we have major losses of life, things would probably happen and occur. So with so many missing and the world being as big as, big as it is, it would need leadership. It would need new government. And it's all probably being developed down there getting ready. So all these people are probably, and I'm not saying every one of them, but there'd be a catch-22 where somebody may have to be fined as a, as a casualty to what's going on to keep the big distraction going as if it could be Bigfoot. It could be alien. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying it could be the government preparing and getting people. Maybe they're off planeting some. I mean, Laura Eisenhower even talked about a program she was invited into to go to Mars 20 years ago. And I have nothing but respect for Laura and her work and her and, and the things that she brought forth. How could one not, you know, the great granddaughter of Ike Eisenhower with information and probably a di I'm just speculating here, maybe a diary or maybe something bigger. But you think about this. An event happens and you get this uh, placement like Trump put in place a few years back before he got out of office to where he wanted to acknowledge that he could get a hold of everybody. Why was that important? Maybe it's important into the future for many reasons. And maybe he was giving us one of the biggest hints to where he can get in touch with us and say, you have, if you go here, they'll probably only have so much room and there probably will be, if something occurred, that would be terrible, but mm -hmm. you would also need placement. You would need to have where we have already seen the trucks taking in hoarding foods, taking them to these underground bunkers and locations that the government has that are so huge. And, and, and then you have to look at the reality of who built them. We don't have a military big enough and we couldn't hide. How could we hide this type of structure going on in our own military with all the whistleblowers that we do have coming forth? They would have to privatize it somehow. And it seems like when it comes to the missing, and I call them the abduction people, when it comes to the abduction of these people, many of them come with really good characteristics uh, of who they are. Some are doctors, some are nurses. And it seems like all these things just fit into building a civilization, preparing it for a readiness possibly of something else. I don't know how you feel about that, but that's kind of like where I am on my abduction 911 theory comparing to David's 411. But again, you know, if David was to hear this, I'm not disagreeing with much of his investigational work and all the stories. And I mean, he has everything down to the T. He really does. But and my looking at this is that there's much bigger events taking place underground. We couldn't have built all this structure without, I agree. without everybody or somebody not having diarrhea of the mouth to talk about it more. <laughs> so hey. believe me, I think there are people down there. They're not military people. They are from up here. They've been made promises, lavish lives, maybe the best in housing, all to prepare, stay down there, live, and, and wait for the event, whatever that event could be. Um, Russell Easterbrook says hello, all. Hey, and Russell. I, love you, I've brother. I have a question from Carrie Wynn. She's my buddy. Uh, she says, hi, Sean. Hi, Michael. Just clarifying Colin Klutz. 
Yeah, I believe he spells his name K-L-U-T-Z or Z-T. And Diane Brighton says um, solar flares. Yes, she does believe it. And, and that's only one objective. That's only one. You know, I mean, we could get hit by a meteor, right? We know that's happened before. And um, they're still falling down, dude. <laughs> they're still falling asteroids to whole nine yards. And, and, and sometimes it's funny on how they miss them as they pass us. Right. <laughs> they only see them leaving. <laughs> we didn't see it coming, but we saw it leaving. You know, Do you, uh, here's a question for you. So we see it leaving. And like you said, we don't see it coming. But do you think that uh, Elon Musk or the military, whatever, tries to knock them out by sending like missiles up or something like satellites and stuff like that? Yeah, particle beam. beam yeah, particle beam weaponry systems, um, rod of God type things. I think they were thought out and planned ahead. In the event of an ELE that could be that catastrophic, that we would try to use weaponry not to split them apart because that could make it worse, but just right. through low energy, push them away, push them okay. away, but not not to because you know if you go for a direct hit of explosion, you're going to have missiles of rock sizes coming in all throughout the world destroying right. it. Um. In the but we're gonna take a break now for about is it that time already? I'm like really behind. 70 seconds. We're gonna have a 70 seconds and Maxine Larry Collins says hello. But Hi Maxine, how are you? I'm gonna take a 70 second commercial so you all she she shared. Thank you, Maxine, for sharing. Um, I'm gonna take a 70 seconds. So if you have to go get something to drink, I go to the bathroom, do something. We'll see you back in 70 seconds. Let me get there, and let me get to my ad. There. Welcome back to the Tuesday night edition of Into the Night with me, Sean Kelly. I forgot to do it in the first part, but I am on UPRN Talk Radio 105.3 New Orleans, 107.7 Mississippi. I also want to thank um, uh, Carnation for sponsoring the show tonight. And I also want to bring this up too. Remember, April 6th, 2024. If you want to go on in an investigation, a paranormal investigation at the Dudas Farm, D-U-D-A-S, please get in contact with me and, and 
let's go. Um, I'll hook you up, see what we can do for you. Any paranormal groups that are listening tonight, okay? If you want to attend, just send me a message on UPRN Talk Radio or PPS, Pittsburgh Paranormal Society Facebook page. Hi, Robert. Hey, Robbie Kinsella, my best friend when I was growing up. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. Yeah, you. there's some blood lingering in the room, huh? Yes, there is. <laughs> hi, a lot Robert, of blood. How are you? I hope you're well. Say hi to Nana. Um, yeah, so hey, um, there's much more, and I um, didn't even touch it. So <laughs> listen, on the, this is important news, though. All right, for people that, that look into technology, and it, it's, it's actually old. So let me do this real quick. On November 23rd, old technology became new technology, where we find how to ping energy from one, say, one pie plate to another pie plate. Mm -hmm. And it would turn off and then start again. By energizing it only once, it became active, pinging itself, pinging itself, pinging itself. It's now made its way into the upper stratosphere, and it's being tested, it's being watched by every country, because if this is to work, the way they think it does, and they already know it does. They want to see what we'll do up there. Um, it's if that's if it shows successful, then we are going to be able. Um, we're already halfway there when we get out of this planetary dome. Do you remember when you were a kid? They talked about us being in a dome. Yes. Yes. What yes, happened yes. to that theory? No yes, more dome. We were taught that that dome no was dome. there that we couldn't. Pay. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. But anyway, so we evidently. People got smokers. People got smarter. They have that dome over there at uh, that one ranch that has all the UFOs and ETs on it. Skinwalker. The yeah, they got a dome there. Go ahead. They're claiming it's to be, uh, yeah, right. But there's all, they, I, I get what they're saying. They go up so far and it's like they hit this mystery shell of something. Yeah. Um, and we don't know if it's function actually that of a function of like a, a of a dome style shell. Um, again, you know, until I see a plane crash in it and explode, I would say it's an energy energy burst. It comes down and feeds somehow from something, or it comes from within the earth and goes up, and it comes to a, a peak of performance. The same right. as when you have the north, the the pole shifts. Pole shifts can cause upper atmosphere disturbances and explosions. People don't know that. I call them skyquakes. But you don't want to mistake what one is for possibly another uh, episode of something else, like us coming in, breaking the sound barrier. They're very similar. But with that said, so on November 23rd, 2023, this went up to, to be watched and to be studied. But this is actually 30 years ago, 40 years ago, technology where a young student took it to a, his professor and said, check this out. And they figured out how to make it work, you know, uh, with, you know, let's say our power sources that we're using now to travel with. And mm -hmm. if this is the work, we will need no fuels and we travel will be endless. So keep right. that in mind. That's something out there. Also in Germany recently, do you believe in Cyclops? Uh, maybe you should, because now they found some skull pieces that kind of fragment a yeah. hole of a center eye. Just saying that's out there as well in Germany. Those pieces have been fun. Um, and like I always try to tell people, when proof merits our attention more than speculation, keep looking in that direction because, you know, we are taught and programmed. And, and there's none of us here that can't say somehow we weren't programmed. 
Um, and we were because the system's been that old practicing on us to prepare us for where we are now. So you are the disclosure. We are the disclosure. We are the ones that are going to bring the truth to the forefront of everything we're trying to figure out. We may never get every answer and we may always have a simple, another question to add to it, but at least it keeps the debate and the science live on the table. Yes. Uh, so also. A fascinating gentleman, whistleblower. And look, you know, I'm one of the biggest whistleblowers. A lot of people say, I don't like whistleblowers. Well, then you probably don't like Donald Trump because he's been one of the biggest ones. Did he not whistleblow the entirety of the deep state? And we all love him to death. So, hey, if I'm a whistleblower here telling you this now, then, you know, condemn me. But a guy by the name, a man by the name, fascinating man by the name of John Thompson. Okay. Just as it sounds, he's a whistleblower with some clearances, found his way into some of the lower levels with his job and whatnot and took care of certain documents. And he now is also coming out talking about other worldly technologies that we have in our hands and that we do possess. So look, the, you know, these are things that are news uh, that are important. And I wanted to come on and talk about some of these things that really aren't getting out there. That was part of the first part of the objective and we're already at 38 minutes. That gives us what, like 20 minutes to roll? Wow. About that, yeah. I'll never get to everything, you know? No, 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 no. I'm going to have, if you're up for it and you're not busy, I'll have you on next uh, next Tuesday to finish <laughs> up what we're talking about. Oh, we were going to do that to... two, three months ago. I don't think we ever got to that format of the program. <laughs> get you, pick up the phone. Get Joe and Michelle on the line. Tell them we need 15 more minutes. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But hello, Joe, if you're in the background listening, and if you want, come on. Um, I mean, hey, it's Sean's show. I shouldn't say that, but, you know, he comes in anyway. He's the, He did it with you and I a couple times. Yeah, right? he did. Yeah, he He's did. somewhere in the background. He has an air everywhere. I know well, it. He loves it. He yeah, loves his stuff, and he also has a fascinating program out there. What's, what's Joe's platform called? What the hell is it called? Uh, oh, gonna he's going to love you for that. Oh, yeah, he knows I forget. I'm going to put that up so you can read it while I find it. <laughs> I'm going to let you read that. This is from Robert. Me? How about yeah. the double split experiment over 200 years old physical experiment where light changes properties when under observation from a wave to particle? Yeah, particles and waves, sound and waves. Uh, yeah, I, I get what you're talking about. And it was really being studied majorly by people um, breaking down that particular system you're talking about in the late 50s to early 70s. Something that goes, it, it takes a little bit of time to discuss. Um, but I know about it. And if Sean wants to allow us to do it, we'll break that down on the next show, I guess. Um, so it's, it, that's really good to bring stuff like that up. It really does put subject matter into place, but it doesn't doesn't resolve everything that we think about, though. Um, all right. So outside of that, um, we go into history and we do find things when it comes into ancient cultures and so forth. And part of that is, is some of the artifacts when we look at them that there were even artifacts of fighting shields that were shaped like flying saucers. And it's not a joke. It's a factual truth. Um, and discs. And uh, discs would, would swirl like, almost like they were stone records that you could put on your 45 RPM and put the needle on it. And you could listen to them. I mean, we have things out there like that that take us back into a different type of place of why we are not looking into these um archaeological finds more and testing them and, you know, understanding them because they're not allowing us to get all the gist on everything. 
So yeah, a, go ahead, brother. I have a question from Kaysen. Um, I hear they are trying to reduce the world's population to a quarter and create a one world government. Do you believe that? Well, it's yeah. And who started and founded all that was the OWO, the old world order, which will go into the new world order. And yes, it will be controlling humanity through a computer. Everywhere you go, that computer will track you. All these tires have been put up. That's what it's for. All the training programs like COVID, walking through the arrows up and down the aisles, that was part of the narrative of how to well construct an issue of concern um, and for them to continue training us. Like when you go to the checkout lane in Walmart or Target or one of the stores near you that have self-checkout and more, all this is a product of watching us and surveilling us. You can walk through any aisle. You can go into any mall. You can drive up and down any street. They see you. And yes. they, will, they will have to. And if we go back to an extinction level event, it may be important to have that if that's why this is all really being placed. Just keep that theory in mind. They would want to know who's up on the surface and how well we're doing and what's going on and how bad we become from it um, and who they can open the door to uh, if they still have room for us. Uh, so these are probable theories that you should always keep, keep paying attention to. Robert says it is happening in Asia and Europe, a population collapse. And Diane Brighton says observation with drones. Yeah, but drones come in many different, they come in bug forms, bird forms now. I mean, there's all kinds of forms. It's just not because you see four propellers on a little buzzing unit with flashing lights in the sky. They're using technology that well supersedes all that. That's already old technology. It's the stuff they allowed you to play with in your kid's backyard. What's really out there you need to worry about are the things you think aren't real. Guaranteed. Like what, Mike? I just said it. Bugs, flies, bees, birds. These are actually drones. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I, I did read something about, you know, how bugs, especially flies, flies and, and bees. I did read about that. I don't know. It's just too damn scary, brother. It just... A lot of things are scary. So let's talk about one more thing before we get into Planet Serpo. Um, and, and guys, stick around for this because it's really, you know, a, a cool thing. Um, uh, so we question many things about the integrity of a DNA and structure, where we all come from, the possibilities that dogman's part human, Bigfoot's part human. Well, there's a, an ancient 400,000-year-old humanoid that was discovered. And this, is just, this isn't even recent, but they don't bring it up. They don't talk about it. Up. Thank God for Greg Hancock. Greg talks about all this kind of stuff. And it's not that it's mischievous. It's factual stuff that we need to know about. So they found like a bone the size of a pinky and they were able to get the DNA out of it and also go into this fabric of the results and find out that some of this lineage is also within humanity right now. And they were actually interbreeding with Neanderthals, Neanderthals. So um, you have this tribe out there of people. We don't know a ton about them or what they look like. There's speculation to what they may have looked like, but you can't judge it by a finger. You can't do it. They are called the Denisover Cave. They were found in the Denisover Cave. They are called the Denisovans people. Um, 400,000 years old. It's data. It's out there. It was in Siberia at the LA Mountains. And it's a DNA uh, level result of fact. So where do we come from? 
And how do we get here? Just puts that can of worms out there open to any possibility, basically. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, you know, with that, it does open it up. If they were, you know, interacting with this certain type of hominid versus this type of Neanderthal versus this whatever, uh, they were having sex like anything else would have sex, interbreeding. Everything that's created through a, a godlike presentation banner of existence, we all share that trait in common. Bugs do it. Trees do it differently, but they pollinate with each other. They communicate, but it's still a conduct between two things working together. So keep that in mind. It's really fascinating when you find something, a proof over 400,000 years old. Maybe Bigfoot is part human. I have no doubt in my mind. You know, I don't, I'm just like you said, I, I'm just studying them and I'm just reading. I believe they are human. But then again, we did have that conversation one time that they also could be alien too. What could be alien? I want to make sure I understand. Bigfoot, that. the Bigfoot, oh. the Bigfoot. Well, and then if that's the case, and we look at it that, like this, you can also be creative in that narrative of what created all of us. And let's say the aliens did were responsible for creating us. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they did. What created them? <laughs> and before and before them, what created them? That just goes to show my theory about you get I'm I'm just gonna um Lorraine Warren, okay? She writes a book. Where'd she get her information from? From a person, and where'd that person get it? From another person. You know what I mean, sir? Down the road. It's just like I, I, it just—it's my bargain. Why can't people can come up with their own stuff? You everything, know I mean? everything is a circle, but that's okay. It, it, when you look at the last point of what I focused on, what created right. them? That's the true question. We we might be able to conclusively say, okay, the aliens did it, the Anunnaki did it. Perhaps they did, perhaps they didn't. Maybe they in fact did. But you mm -hmm. still have to understand and think about even if they had that technology to do it, what put them here? That's the bigger question that nobody, everybody's stuck on. It's the Anna. Okay, I get that. I'm with you. I feel for you. But let's open up the page further. What did it for them? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Uh, Kaysen says they are attacking Graham Hancock left and right. Who's Graham not Hancock? Oh, he's a fascinating individual with a researcher, speaker, lecturer, book author. Um, just He's a, on my friends list. Look him up. Mm -hmm. He's a okay. friend of mine. Look, look him up. Um, Greg is he's fascinating. He does fascinating work. He goes to fascinating places. He talks about some of the most magnificent things that we want to know about. And everybody has a different format of delivery and uh, thought and their perspectives. And he's one of those characters that are just like, man, you can't. You, there's not enough words to say how great this dude has been for us and what he's brought to the table. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to start. I have to start looking up some. He's on YouTube, right? <laughs> he's he, everywhere. He's world known everywhere. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna he, have to he's check just, him out. He's almost as you know. I don't want to compare him to JFK, but he's okay. on that level of names. I'm just gonna say it like that. He's in a level of names, but his work is it's it's shined through. He mm -hmm. earned it. He earned it. He truly did. You know. Um. So, look, do you want to talk about? Project Serpa, the Yellow Box Holographic Book. I told everybody I was going to be talking about it. Okay. I wanted we, to yes, we got about we got about 
at least seven or eight minutes, bro. Oh, eight man, minutes. that ain't even going to be like enough. <laughs> why don't we do it? Why don't we do it next week, next Tuesday, if you want to come on? All right, hold on one second. Or let, do me, you want let, to get... let me see if I could break this down a little bit. Um, I got notes here because I didn't want to miss anything because of the research that I've done on this case. And there's only been a handful of people like me that have always been fascinated with it. But I want to tell you that this thing does exist. It came from another planet. It came from visitors. It all, all started at Roswell. There was not just one crash. There were two crashes. There were five dead bodies. There was one living body who lived five years until 1952. And um, he was able to connect the communication source for us with technologies that were in the craft. So first do we take the craft apart? We can't figure it out. The, we're finally getting communications. I'm giving you a little gist because I think it's important. A lot of people may came in for this. So they're, they're trying to work with this communication thing. And they're also bringing in the best people in the world to talk to this alien linguinist or whatever you call not linguini, but linguinist, really language people. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm coming from. Yeah, I, I get do. some words wrong. I'm not the best in the world. I'm, I'm not Greg. I'm not Greg. I'm not one of those guys. But I, I, I do try to present the best I can. So, you know, you have this going on and they, they were learning the language. And then one, one day, suddenly somebody gets a brain boner and says, let's hook it back up to the ship. So that's what they do. They hook it back up to the ship. They take the alien outside and he starts communicating with his um, his homeland, his, his home planet, Serpo. And they start connecting and they start giving him information to share with them. And they had like seven messages, eight messages go out. And then shortly after, um, he died. EB, EBE1 died. and But we kept it going because we sent a, a, a diagram of language to them because we couldn't really figure out theirs. And part right. of in that diagram was for us to somehow someday collaborate. You pick up your dead from us, and we would like to also do a trade. You're scientists for some of our best military people and, and people of science, and we will collaborate this. And they did. That was part of the function of what was going on. So I believe it was April 64. Um, they came in, actually. It's not well talked about, but it's like... Uh, a movie, I'll just a Spielberg movie, I'll say, where it was televised with these events actually being in that movie. But one of the things that happened the, the first time was they didn't take our people back. We were supposed to trade. They didn't bring anybody with them. I think it was more like a mission to see that they could actually deal with us in truth as, as a, a society of humanity where we trustworthy enough. And they picked up their dead. Everything went well. And then in 65 in Holloman Air Force Base, doesn't that name come up a lot? Um, and like out Los Alamos, where they kept his body and some of these this crash retrieval stuff. Uh, so you have the Red Book. You have uh, a narrative of uh, M6 in there. Um, MIA6 and MJ12. Um, there's a Red Book documentary that Anonymous put out there where he basically structured and correlated the information from this event that took place. But in July of 65, there was another return that happened and they took our people and um, we accepted their people mm -hmm. and we were working with them and they took ours to work. 90,000 pounds went into this vessel. It wasn't a mothership. Okay, like the, this little, when they say little vessel, it was kind of like the one that crashed and that's what they were expecting. But when this vessel came, and it wasn't a mothership, 
It was so huge. They just couldn't comprehend the size and its capabilities of what it could do. And they took 90,000 pounds of material, material, medical things, motorcycles, anything to keep our people going to this planet active. And so there was this numerous amount of stuff. And there was a point in time where we did run out of food there. Um, and they had to eat the, the aliens' food, and they said it was nasty like paper. They couldn't eat it. It was all plant-based. Now, the reason I'm bringing up plant-based, I also want to bring up technology known as particle beams. Um, I also th These are things that were being traded, and what are we living in right now? Some of that theatrics of life as well. Yeah. So this is why tonight was really important not to reflect everything I already regurgitated on the wash, rinse, and <laughs> wash, rinse, and rinse again uh, recyclement of information. But you know, to spit it out the best way I could. But I would do like to do the long version because there's a lot missing from in between. Now they get this book. Check this out. The best part of this book is, and it's not even a book. If you go to America Disclosing Uncensored, I mentioned a holographic book. It's deeper. And if you go deeper, as I say, if you don't scroll to the bottom, you'll never know. I put the black, the yellow box up to give you an exact look of what it looked like from military sources. So um, this book was, had the capabilities of telling us the existence of Earth before Earth and other life forms. Now, the problem with this book, there is a major problem, even though we know it holds all the answers to everything, just like the Hall of Records and the Akashic Records, and maybe this new element of what was just been found in the Great Pyramid, knowing everything. But the point is, is, is crazier. You can never stop reading this book because the minute you stop reading the book on page 100, you can't read the rest of the book. You have to start over. So once you start reading the book, you have to read it all the way through, which would take lifetime no, wow. to get through. <laughs> they haven't figured out a way to get to the back of the book. Wow. So it's in our possession. It was gifted to us, and we gifted things to them. We gifted mm -hmm. them the best of what we had, what we could, foods, uh, shared ideas, and they gave this as a gift to us so we would have more information. But they didn't do it with easement to us. They made it very difficult, even though there's many facts in here. And once you start to read, it, like, puts the picture in your mind. That's the holographic part. It's oh. actually – the book is actually speaking – Rightly, okay. directly into your mind. But okay. the minute you stop reading on page 500 and you close the tablet, you got to start from the beginning again. Oh, my God. That, that'd go nuts. Too bad they now, don't have where you can listen to it on the radio. You know, that would have been pretty cool. Right. And I want to validate where a little bit of this information had come from. And that was, again, MIA6 um, and the DIA6. These were things that were put in place um, that had to do. Now, you know, a, a lot happened to Ron Kennedy's focus when he was in learning about this. And he actually gave the green light for this all to happen. But he never believed it would happen because he was misinformed. He was never given the total value of the information and how much in the deep state they kept suppressed from JFK. So he mm -hmm. just allowed it. And then when he died, of course, Johnson had to take over. And Johnson started to say, well, I know a little bit more than Kennedy did. I'm going to allow this to happen. And so it did take place. So there's a lot that I didn't fill into it. And I could see that we're already almost at that time. So with that Next. said, I really, and Sean, I'm more than happier to go over this in a long way. I also want to describe these people. Okay. And I've already did that. I laid it out in America disclosing also. 
that they were actually not gray looking. They didn't have, they weren't this three, four finger little, but they were like small people. And that's how we looked at them as small people who actually vocalized to each other by almost like harmonically singing. Their language was in song, so to speak. So you understand that, that part of what, and the communications were. But these people actually had an Asian look to them. They were small. They looked Asian, but they actually had a very dark, like, black skin. Oh, wow. Well, I tell you what, my man, we, we are getting close to the end. Will you be able to come on next Tuesday? Yeah, I'll do what I can. I don't have any plans, you know, or surrounding okay. anything. Everybody, please come next week, and we're going to talk about the Book of Serbo, okay? It's going to be in our show on that book. Okay, because I <laughs> yeah, it will be. <laughs> so that's I, I want to hear more. So don't forget, please come next Tuesday. We'll have Michael on again, and we're going to talk about the book of Serbo. Michael, thank you for coming on. Um, where can people get and see you? Oh, let's not do that. Okay, all right. No, all I right, mean, last right. time we talked about it, my yeah. systems all got hacked. I okay. don't. Yeah, that's why my name's not really even up there. Hopefully, people. But again. You understand why. And yes, I love I do. people. I love everybody out there. Please yes, like and share Sean's show. And what yes. we did tonight, I'm sorry we didn't have more time for you. The cheap guy won't pay for two hours. No, I'm just I'm <laughs> But uh, Okay. So. I'm, I, I, I charge too much. A coffee and a donut is too much. It's out of the yeah. question. Don't worry. You're getting two dozen of Dunkin' Donuts, brother. But nah, listen. I don't want nothing, man. You know I do this for people. I know. But, um. We'll see you next Tuesday. And honestly, everybody, thank you for stopping in. Parents, if you can, please go to your children, give them a hug and tell them that you love them. And children, please go to your parents and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. And if you have no parents, if you have no children, please find somebody that you know that you can give a hug to because those three words, I love you, go a long way. And on that note, I will see everybody next Tuesday. Uh, Michael, we'll see you next Tuesday. And remember, we're going to talk about the Book of Serba. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Good night.